welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hello. And Michael Zivovich. Hello. And we're back. I'm back. Better than ever. It's a new year, new start. 2015 feels like I haven't talked to you guys in a year. Oh, good. <laughs> and we're back. And the the off season has officially begun. And we know in Dynasty Fantasy Football, there is no off season. There's no off season, Rich. So none. You know what's good to do in January? Reflect. You know, look back on the year, see how our teams are looking, and we're gonna start now. Like we've been talking about for months, we're gonna do our rookie redraft review. So basically we're going to redraft these rookies in order that we would take them. There's only three of us here, but you know, we'll just act like we're different owners and we'll, we'll give our outlook on these rookies going forward and what we think of their long-term value here. Uh, we could probably agree to disagree, right? I agree. I disagree with you right now, but I agree that it's okay to disagree with you. Right. So I gotta say, we probably can't all come to a consensus all the time. No. So, that's why we'll pick, we'll go, we'll go in order. We'll go clockwise. And just to let you know, the reason I always say with my fellow hers, Matt, because he always sits to my left. That's me. I'm your left-hand man. <laughs> hey, left-hand man. And we just got to sit here and stare at Mike the whole time. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Face for radio. So, yeah. And then if we're also doing, uh, we're doing a startup rookie uh, mock draft as well. We are no longer going to say who's taking who because we're going to put a poll on the forum afterwards and have you guys vote on who drafted the best team. No names, please. And we'll put the names on after people vote because Mike thinks people will vote for me just because people like me more than him. You got a lot of followers on Twitter. Yeah, that is true. You know? Reach out so to you might be more influential. Mm. Think I'm going to be Time's most influential list? Maybe if I vote for Rich, he'll answer me more. <laughs> Maybe he'll retweet my tweet. Uh, People love retweets, man. Yeah, so make sure you get on DynastyNerds.com and check that out. We're going to be putting up, uh, I'm going to put up as fast as I can write them. So far, round one's up there. Uh, you guys should definitely check it out. We'll get into that after we do the rookie podcast. So for the next couple podcasts here, we're going to break down the rookies, do a little review. Uh, then we're going to do some senior bowl stuff. And then we'll do the startup kind of like where players stand going into 2015. And then obviously we'll be all rookies from there on out. So let's get into it. We'll start off with Matt O'Hara here. You had the first put pick. Get in your get in your DeLorean. Mm. You're going back in time. You have your book. Now you know you know everything you know now that happened this year. Who is your first pick in a 2014 rookie draft? And we'll go from there. Well, I mean it, it is a close call here, but I'm gonna go ODB. Mm-hmm. Hard to argue, I think, at this point. Yeah, and we were arguing it uh, a couple of weeks ago. We're like, ah, I'd still take Sammy and Mike Evans, and I agree. I, I let me say, I agree with that pick. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's kind of hard to argue at this point about that. Mike, do you want to argue that pick? No, I'm not going to argue that pick. I mean, we can all pretty much say here. I, I think like, like okay, just say for example, here here was my thought process on the way here. Why I think he should be the number one pick. You know, hindsight, right? So everyone knows we're going hindsight, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, like, before that, you know, it's either Sammy Watkins or, or Mike Evans, you know. <clears throat> Sammy Watkins now is, and I still think, like, dude, 
dude has amazing talent. I just think he's, he's we'll still be good. Him. Yeah, right. And I, I'm not down on him by any means. This whole like, first round, like, I wish he's still going to be good. I wish he went to the Giants. You know what I mean? He could be doing the, that type of stuff. But he's on the Bills, which they're going through team turmoil right now with, you know, head coach leaving. No they quarterback. Have no first round pick, and they and their quarterback just retired. So right now it's like, you just say for example, the Bills somehow in the second round draft a quarterback, and they miss, or they sign Jake Locker in free agency. You're like, that does Sammy Watkins no favors, and and the same thing could be said for Mike Evans. Yeah. Whereas Odell Beckham has Eli Manning. Now, granted, the Giants aren't that good, but Eli Manning's still good enough. He's good enough. Obviously. He's good enough. That they they made it. They there obviously was instant connection there. There was right. chemistry, and I mean, love at first was, sight. Yeah, love at first sight. And he was he was looking for him, you know. Right. So and he was forced. I mean, he was fo- forcing it into coverage and everything. Heavily targeted. Right. Right. So it's like, yeah. There's no. I mean, you know, hey, if roles were reversed. I just think like he he's in the best situation too. And I think Odell Beckham obviously did way better than I would ever had thought. Not that I didn't think he would do well, but I had other receivers ranked ahead of. Yeah, I had oh. other receivers, probably about five of them. I had about eight ahead. people ranked ahead of him. Right, so we we missed on that one. Yeah, I mean, who would? I mean, who? But I mean, he's also in the best, one of the better situations, though. I mean, yeah, I mean, he came right. in and did something. I mean, he had not only a great rookie year, he had one of the best rookie years in the history of the NFL for a wide receiver. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, like Anquan Bolden came in and kind of killed it when he came in as rookie, but this guy came. I mean. I'd have to, I wish I had the stats in front of me, but he had to have one of the best, if not the best, rookie year for a wide receiver in the history of the NFL. And he got better. I mean, it's not like he slowed down. No rookie wall came along. So, I mean, maybe they, you know, trans, defenses transitioned to him and they, they started to double team him. Maybe that affects his game. But what's nice about him is he moves all over the place. He plays all three different receiver spots. He plays the X to Y and the Z. And, you know, it's he's somebody that, I agree. Should be number one overall. And we just, you know, if you go on DynastyNerds.com, he went number four overall in our startup draft. And I've heard people, I know Dyn- at Dynasty Time, he said he'd take him number one overall. Too he said early. he's that much of a believer. Too early. So people are definitely in love with Odell Beckham Jr. If you got him in your draft, uh, kudos to you. And here's something I found out at a holiday party while we were gone. There was a guy in our league, in my, one of my other Dynasty leagues, during the rookie draft, he traded Julio Jones straight up for Odell Beckham. During the draft? During the draft. Wow. That's a believer. And I, don't, and I, don't, I was like, man, in hindsight, I would have told you, you're an idiot. Yeah, ballsy. Right. Looks great now, though, doesn't it? I mean, for this year, for, for sure. For this past yeah. year. For the past year, yeah. I'd still take Julio above Odell, right. but, I mean, now it doesn't look like, at the time, it's it was like, craziness. Yeah. You, you, yeah. So. It's still, like, I would still rather have Julio Jones. The point is, even if like Mike and I disagree about it, or anybody disagrees about it, Odell Beckham is going top five in dynasty startup drafts. That's so too high to me, man. That's uh, but if he keeps me, on to me, that's like you know, and, and granted, and I'll I'll emphasize this: I'm a hypocrite at times, but not as bad as other people. It's like, dude, that is just like, hey, what if living for the moment? I mean, come on, give me two, give me two years of production. How many times have we seen guys flame out after? Oh, a year? I tons. Mean, I don't know. Josh Gordon, right? Uh, yeah, but yeah, lots of receivers kind of they after their rookie year. Not okay, not their rookie year, but yeah, they have one good year, and it's kind of like, uh, what's what I do like about Beckham is that he's doing his rookie year first of all, and he's already the number one receiver there. And again, he did in all different spots. So I think 
I think if you took Julio above Odell Beckham, if Odell Beckham continues this pace, Odell Beckham's it's like splitting hairs. It's like taking it's it's like you like AJ Green, I like Julio Jones. You know, it's like it's splitting hairs. There's no wrong answer there. You want both guys on your roster, right? But I mean, God, give me, uh, yeah, all right. I, it, I don't want to argue the point forever. I just think that that's way too early based off of only one year of It's crazy production. that we're even talking about it. Well, I mean, it was 12 games. The guy got 1,305 yards, that's, 91 that's awesome. receptions. Not, I don't yeah, want to take yeah. anything away from him. I just think, like, man, I would rather just be safe than sorry, and I would invest my first-round pick, if I was doing it, in somebody that's done it for a few years, but, but also still had youth on his side. You know what I mean? That's why, I mean, I would take someone like, AJ Green, Green or Julio Jones Which, or somebody. And you like said that. like living in the moment's crazy because like in that startup draft, like AJ Green goes like, like seven. seventh. I mean, come on. He was to number me, one that's, that's insane. Right. Because he had a bet he had one off year and he still had over a thousand yards receiving. He was hurt all year, basically. He played he played statistically he he played in thirteen games. But there's two games that he had zero catches, zero yards because he basically didn't play. Didn't play. Decoyed basically. So he had right. over a thousand yards in eleven games. I mean, yeah, I just you that, can't, that yeah. is just the uh, basically how the media portrays things. Maybe get A.J. And Green living, a little cheaper than you, th- you used living, to before. Living in the, like, what happened 25 minutes ago. And you know how that works in our Dynasty Nerds League, too. I had approached, somebody offered me A.J. Green for Le'Veon Bell straight up. I couldn't do it because I can't, I can't afford to lose the running back. And I put that toll, and I actually put that t- toll to Twitter to see what it would be like. And I thought, I thought it would be like, hey, everybody say, hey, take A.J. Green. Everybody said keep Le'Veon. Because people live in the now, but I'm saying, like, I'm not saying one way or the other because everyone's team makeup's different. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like, so say you can absorb that and, you know, whatever, and you can do it. it you know, I mean, that that's at least, I mean, that's splitting hairs, I think. Yeah. It just depends on your team. And me know? personally, I'd rather have, to make it a, like official out there, I never put my status out there, I'd rather have AJ Green. Right, if you're just putting it on paper. But to me, I don't I know. I can't afford to lose the number one running back in my eyes. Right. So, well, yeah, maybe yeah, if you don't have any other guys to put plug in a spot, you know. All right. Well, let's uh, uh whatever. I don't know. As we get away from the draft here. All right. So, number 1 overall all in the 2014 Back to the Future draft is Odell Beckham. All right, McFly, who are you taking number 2? That's you, Mike. He uh, said Mike. McFly, man. <laughs> That's a Marty McFly. Um, who's that? I think I think I would I'd go Mike Evans. Yes, I agree with that pick too. Which is crazy how we had Sammy. We and again, which and is I crazy if I, you listen to these podcasts for a year now, how much we love Sammy Watkins. But again, I agree it's situation too. Uh, again, like I'll just go back to situation, and I'm gonna go. I think I, I mean, granted, the Bucks can miss on a quarterback just easily in that scenario that I just said probably five minutes ago. Yeah, but but the Bucks Samuel, have the yeah. first pick in the draft right. where the bills don't have a pick in the first in the first round so like i really do legitimately think the bills are probably like going to be targeting somebody like a I mean, jake locker i'll just use him as an example so but no one better mark sanchez you know what i mean like best case scenario for him is the bills uh sign mike shanahan's coach they trade for jay cutler that's best case scenario in my eyes for sammy right if they did, yeah, because Jay Cutler would get them the ball. Yeah, and they'd get their second-round pick for Jay Cutler. Right, and then maybe, you know, then maybe I would be open to changing my mind. But, like, you know, and in theory, if the Bucks take Marcus Mariota and he's good, I mean, because he, he, Mike Evans did pretty sweet with bad quarterbacks all year, so. 
Yeah, and oh, and, 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 a, and a bad quarterback in college too, right? Yeah, he had right. A, he had a bad, <laughs> I mean, really, <laughs> Mike Evans played 15 nah, games. Dynamic college quarterback. He had 68, no, no, 68 yeah. catches, 1,051 yards, 12 touchdowns. Right. Double-digit touchdowns his first year. This kid's gonna get better. He's only been only playing football for four years. He's only 22 years old. 12 touchdowns his rookie year, over 1,000 yards. In our in our startup draft, Mike Evans, the person that had the 12th pick, took Eddie Lacy and Mike Evans. So you could argue go either way above Sammy Watkins. He wrote the same thing. He's like, the reason I took Evans over Watkins because of everything we talked about. Situation, his quarterback, his coach, no first-round pick. Everything's working against Sammy Watkins. It's just like one of those situations where everything is working against him. And Mike Evans came in, showed why he was the number two and, and number one in a lot of these other rookie drafts going back into, you know, before the draft started. And again, he probably has Marcus Mariota coming in. So he's going to have a first overall pick as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's got Vincent Jackson to offset him. Right. He's got Austin Safarian Jenkins, who's going to get better. Right. Uh, and hopefully they get a better run game going as well. So right. I think Mike Evans, if you took Mike Evans number one overall, I don't think that's a bad pick. No. But he, he, he'll slot in. I don't know if you guys have your rookie rankings. Your last one's pulled up. But, like, I had Evans, too. I think we all did. Yeah, I had him, too. Yeah, I had him, too. I him, too. So we missed on Beckham. Evans, right on point. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. uh, Mr. Mister Ricardo. Yeah, and I'm taking Sammy Watkins, number Sammy three. Sammy Watkins, number yeah, three. Yeah, me, too. And no matter how bad the situation is. He's still awesome. Yeah. To me, worst-case scenario is after four years, he gets out. You know, maybe they franchise him after that. He gets out and he goes somewhere better. But hopefully, within that time, they could help him get better. I mean, uh, I just, I just feel like, you know, sorry, I'm hogging up all the time, but I just feel strongly about this because I really do like Sammy Watkins. I just feel like, hey, if all, if they were, all things were equal, I still think Sammy Watkins would be. They're all healthy, all on the same team. I think Sammy Watkins would be the best guy, but yeah, obviously I, can't be that, that way. That will never happen, right? right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? In, in a perfect world, right? right. Talent wise, yeah. I just I don't want to. I don't want to minimize like I. You know, like, oh, I think Sammy Watkins sucks now. Yeah, you know, here, okay, I mean, let's go, let's go, okay, just like we made a case for Mike Evans, all right, for all the Sammy Watkins owners, don't get down because he just went three. You're talking a guy in Buffalo who had Kyle Orn at quarterback and EJ Manuel at quarterback in there. Dude, enough said right there. Still came away with 982 yards, so about 100 yards less than Mike Evans, not even, maybe like 50 yards less than Mike Evans, six touchdowns. Right in Buffalo, not in Tampa Bay. And he started the year dinged up too. He was dinged up. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah he had a while. couple games there with those ribs where ribs he came wild. away with like yep. really like yeah. I mean, there was a stretch there between October 26th to November 30th. He had three catches in every game except for one. He had four. Not didn't get over 40 yards in any of those games. So he, that that was that rib right there. Those four weeks where his ribs right. were banged up. He didn't do anything. Yeah. You know, he had uh, four hundred plus yard games. So there's still a lot to be excited about Sammy Watkins. I mean, he did it when, again, CJ Spiller was out. Fred Jack- I mean, he was the only weapon on that team. Right. I mean, Robert Woods isn't the worst thing that ever happened to him, but he did that. And, again, it also goes to his favor a little bit because he's going to be heavily targeted because he is the number one weapon there. Absolutely. They're going to build that. Now they have no. They're going to build that offense around Sammy Watkins. Uh, so I think even here at three, I feel like I'm getting, all right, well, this is a guy I, I – if you took Sammy number one overall, I'd be like, wow, how do you do that over and Mike there's Evans? There's plenty of years that we've done this, you know, where the top three picks friggin' busts. Oh, yeah, this year, that's not going to happen. No. Right. I think the whole first round. 
It's pretty good. I mean, besides, I mean, there's some misses. Yeah, yeah there's a like couple here and there. Terrence West, but not terrible misses. We right. took. I took I, Terrence West. Definitely at 12. seen way worse misses. Oh, at number one overall. Right. And that's the thing here. Like, Sammy Watkins and Mike Evans went one two in just about every league. Nobody missed on that. Everybody's good, and they're set for the next ten years, right. bar an injury. Right. So that's three. I I think. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. I was gonna say one more thing to keep in mind is, I mean, as of now, I mean, the Shanahan's are talking in Buffalo. And if they end up going to Buffalo, that could be a, a place where Jay Cutler lands pretty easily. And, and I mean, right, I, and then things could change. Yeah. So I, I think that's, that could definitely boost up his stock because that dude just likes chucking the ball up to people. Right. So I think, and I think, and that would be their best case scenario. Yeah. I think so. I, I think mean, 2016 they hit on a round quarterback, you know, one of those diamond in the rough type things that no one was expecting. I think in 2016, all three, all three of these guys we just took will be top 10 dynasty receivers and redraft receivers. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could see that. They're they're there almost now. Odell Beckham's there all, now. All, Evans right. is there now. And, I mean, actually, I think Sammy Watkins is probably there now, too. I mean, right around there, too. I mean, I guess, you know, you got the guys like Jordy Nelson in the mix there as well. But if you're doing a startup draft, all three of those guys went ahead of Jordy Nelson. All three of them. So, all right. Matt, number four. Uh, I am going to sway way off of my original board and go Jeremy Hill. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I do. Wow. Not I like what I was it. expecting, but I like only it. because I just I had him so far down originally. Yeah. I mean, that was my, I embarrassingly put him at number 22. See, I actually had him because uh, I, I had a strong dislike for him. Right. Yeah, and, and I remember I, I was way wrong. I, I sat here before the year and tried to convince you guys that this guy was going to do well. And again, like we, we've talked about this in the podcast, so we don't have to rehash it because he su- superseded like all my expectations as well. But yeah, Jeremy Hill, number four overall in the rookie pick. You cannot argue again. Jordan Matthews, yeah, great upside, but again, it's we're doing that redrafted. We we talked about it before the show started. Like, wow, after round five, how many players we hate. Oh, right. So if you have good players on your team, enjoy them because after round five, it's like wow, I hit everybody, right. and especially at the running back situation, it's super thin. Yep. Jeremy Hill gives you a running back one who's coming off a rookie year who's only going to get better. Yeah, he's by far the best right. rookie running back right this year. And yeah, yeah, same quote. And there's a lot to be excited about about Hyde next year going into 2015 in San Francisco. But still a question. But still a question. Get, we know coach, Jeremy Hill. Yeah, who are their coach? coach? Who's the coach going to be? What right. are they what kind of scheme they going to run? Right, exactly. Now there's there's question yeah. marks right. on that. And that's the way the game's played, man. If Carlos Hyde, I mean, he's a bigger guy who I mean, he doesn't have like a track record of catching the ball really great out of the backfield if they're whoever comes in has that kind of scheme that they like to, you know, feature the running back out of the backfield a lot. He might not be the future back. So I disagree. I think Carlos Hyde does catch the ball well. Just because you think that? or, or, or... Yeah, from what I saw at Ohio State, just watching every single game he's ever played. Right, but he's never caught like five, six balls a game consistently, has he? I don't know. No, he hasn't. That's not his game, man. He's a, he's a pounder. He's right. a big shifty power back. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I mean, we're talking about Jeremy Hill, and between the two, you take what's that, you take the tape. On that, and the tape is really, really, really good. I got, I got no problem saying I missed on that. I mean, I guess because I was super on board and heavily invested in Gio Bernard. I, you know, so you're praying. <laughs> it was well, like, I'm praying. Yeah, yeah, but I just, you know, eh, 
he's one of my guys, I guess, that I just like for whatever reason. I, I don't have anything invested in Gio Bernard, yeah. and I just didn't think Jeremy Hill was that good of a running back. Right. I just thought Gio Bernard was wrong. Was, yeah, right. He just, yeah, wrong. <laughs> he just I mean, really dude, good. no one's right all the time. Yeah. I'll definitely make that statement for, you know, so, but yeah, I definitely wrong on Jeremy Hill. I mean, so super, and, exceed, super exceeded my expectations. I think that's a great pick at number four, Matt, and. He's the best running rookie running back in the draft. And going forward, he's a he's a running back one for your starting lineup. So you got right. him in the second round. You got a running back one in the second round. Right. Great, great value. He ends up being a super steal, one of the steals of this draft. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. If not the number he's one steal. steal. Right. Probably Odell Beckham if he went like later than six or something yeah, but like that. Odell, yeah, but right. Yeah, I but, still think based off of these quickly, I think Jeremy Hill's a steal of the draft. I I concur. I mean, uh, maybe yeah. someone might come along that I'm like, ah, oh, no, he was. But how I'm quickly looking at the, you know, the list. Of From where he think. went in our draft, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. All right. Going on to the number five pick, Mike takes. I hope I'm not missing anybody here. I'm going to say Calvin Benjamin. Calvin Benjamin. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I mean, unless someone brings somebody to the table that I am No, it's missing. your pick. It's your pick. I think uh, I would take somebody else, but it's Jordan Matthews. That's who I would take. Okay, he would be my next guy. But again, you're splitting hairs, right? He would be my next guy. I just all these guys are. I mean, they're all good. They're so good. There's no right because there's other drafts where like you'd be hard pressed to find, you know, studs. I I just think like him and Cam got good rapport. He's a Mm -hmm. big dude. He's always going to be a good target in the red zone, and you know, obviously they're going to probably draft more wide receivers because they. But they all they need so much. Offensive know. lines gonna get better. Right. The running game's gonna get better, and, and they get another receiver. All this goes to Kelvin Benjamin's favor. Right. And still had a great rookie year. Yeah, I, he seems like I don't know. To me, I, I would take. I like Jordan Matthews. Also, he would be my next guy to take. But look, some questions at QB where I think Cam's more settled in. So it took. I mean, it only took Matt. What about nine months come around on Kelvin? Sure. <laughs> he came around. He though. still drops a lot of passes. Right? No, he does. And he always will. I mean, right. he he always will. He still has a size. Uh, again, a guy that came, another rookie. These rookies are crazy. Another rookie that went over a thousand yards, seventy seventy three receptions for Kelvin. So again, nicely targeted. Yeah. Nine touchdowns, three games right. over a hundred yards, one thousand eight yards receiving. I would like to see like the somebody research it, um, whether or not this is like the most impressive rookie wide receiver class of like all time i mean right. this is ridiculous oh i think so and we said that before, i mean we're we said this like during mid-season too we'll look back on this draft and say this is the best dynasty rookie draft and like one of the best in the history right of dynasty fantasy football i mean if you missed you're like that one guy that missed and it's just horrible we've right. talked about you that had as well nailed somebody yeah, even if it was in the second round if it trained you know it carried over you missed your first round pick if you were that one guy who took terrence west uh, like I did, and but I also got Brandon Cooks. I traded back up into the first round to get Terrence West. Then so you made up for it. Yeah. So, and still Terrence West, I I could still use not as of right now. Um, every, every about five games. But Kelvin Benjamin, stat wise, I mean Kelvin Benjamin with this picker with Mike. If you took Kelvin Benjamin here, he had better stats than Jer- Jordan Matthews. Um, like you said, he has a better quarterback situation and everything's right. gonna get That's better around. I just kind of like I I just like. I like the the upside of having like Cam Newton thrown to him. He's pretty much established there versus like who's going to be the QB in in uh, Philly. Philly, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I mean, 
Again, I would I would take Jordan Matthews, and that's just me. Right. But he'd be my next guy, so I think that's yeah. I split that's fair again, enough. still split hairs. I mean, every guy that would come away with in his first round would make anybody happy. So obviously, I'm up here. You I'm are. taking this is pick number six, six, and I'm taking Jordan Matthews, wide receiver, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Chip Kelly has now got full control of the personnel. Uh, he he's a fan of Matthews. Matthews still had a good year, 872 yards, six touchdowns, 67 receive receptions. We'll see if Macklin comes back. Uh, it, if he does or if he doesn't, I still love the up up tempo offense. I still like Chip Kelly's offense. I still like Jordan Matthews growing in this offense because again, I mean, for all these rookies. He definitely went to like the hardest situation, like the hardest offense to learn out of all the rookies. So he had a lot on his plate, and he still had a good year. And I agree, yeah. he's somebody. He was my number one, re- number three receiver, number three overall player going into this draft back in March, and I still like him a lot. Now, obviously, I have him here about. I'll take him probably around five, or you know, if I need a receiver or something. But I, I like your Jeremy Hill pick there. I do. I like it a lot. So. Right. I, I agree with everything else. So I'd take him five. So he's dropping down two spots for me. But yeah, I'm still a big fan of him going forward in Philly. I think he's a future wide receiver one. I really do. I mean, look what Macklin did in Philly. I know he simmered down a little bit there at the end, but he had a wide receiver one fantastic year. And I think that's something Matthews can look forward to here in about next three years. I think he'll get a little bit better next year. And I think by 2016, this guy's going to be legit. So you're so basically what you're saying is because Calvin Benjamin put up better stats than Jordan Matthews, but you think Matthews has a higher ceiling. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like long-term-wise, right. I like Matthews. And okay. the one thing that's nice about Calvin, though, is like he'll always get those touchdowns. Like right. He'll always be that double-digit touchdown guy. Touchdowns are something hard to project, but I feel like Calvin Benjamin's the guy that's going to get those targets. Yeah, so, so I think no matter what, like he does drop balls. So even though like maybe something, those those touchdowns those points will you know make up for you know so maybe a like few down drop the, passes or a few you know less right, passes per game right or less y- overall yardage but he's got more touchdowns i mean those points add up and that's what, what makes what that's what makes mike evans so right and he's because he's so all around good and getting well, better and, and he, he's got good he, hands exactly right like mike evans like even now like if you're talking ceiling wise I still, I think Mike Evans has a higher ceiling than Odell Beckham. I really do. I think, again, I know we're just splitting hairs and going back right. but I think, I think Mike Evans, maybe out of all these players, now that a year has gone through, I think Mike Evans might have like the highest ceiling of anybody. I mean, Definitely, if Mariota pans out. Right. I mean, the QB is going to play the biggest part. I just wouldn't hitch my wagon to anyone just because I wouldn't want to be wrong. I mean, they all seem sweet. Yeah. I mean, they all look good now after rookie year, and you know, would would all would it all still continue? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. this is just one of those years that we look again. We look back at it and wow, like you know, twelve years from now when they're talking about Hall of Fame and like, oh, going and duck five. Look, look at that receiving class. Like they look back at this class, like look at that receiving class. You know, we talk about it as Browns fans, like the Browns need a receiver, and this is the best <laughs> receiver class of all time. And we got Johnny Manziel, and they refused to pick any of them. So, but none of our sorrows, none right. of our sorrows. Yeah. Going on to the number seven pick. All right, this is getting a little bit trickier. Right, this Ooh, is trickier. about where it gets tricky. Yeah, yeah. Um, Not really. I think this one's pretty good, obvious. But. Whoa. Yo, right. well, look I at think you. It's, I, I think it's obvious, too. Right. I Twitter mean, I, is day. Just look at it for Christ's sakes. 
Carlos Hyde is my pick. What were okay. you guys thinking? Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I was thinking Brandon Cooks also. But again, I'm not gonna let an injury hold me back because per pre injury Brandon Cooks was tearing it up. Was tearing it he up. He was on pace to go over a thousand yards. And I and I had a feeling once you said like, oh, it's a little bit tricky, but I was just looking at the wrong spot. But like, just quickly, I, I was looking the wrong way. But I, I had a feeling Brandon Cooks would slip just due to an injury. And he's off the radar for the last off the radar. six months. So, but again, I'm not opposed to the high pick. I just think not Cooks, at all. Cooks produced. Bloop. And the reason I'm not Bloop. that's my radar. Uh, <laughs> still on. He's still on. Uh, the reason I like the Carlos Hyde pick, uh, even though Matt took him, you get to say why you like. You know what? You go. You go ahead. And yeah, right. We're just we totally just <laughs> we keep it around. Just he makes right the picture. Like, all right. No, no, no. Right. Feel free, guys. Go ahead. Tell me why I picked hot Carlos Hyde. Nobody likes to hear your opinion, anyways. That's all right. No, I mean, I, I just, I think he's got a ton of upside. I, I do think they'll probably end up sticking with a power running game. I was kind of being devil's advocate. Right. It's, earlier, it's fair, yeah. it's fair to be devil's. And, I mean, advocate. obviously, Frank Gore's out of there. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna be the guy next year, in my opinion. So that's why I picked him. But, but seven. they're, but they're. Like being the devil's advocate guy, though, like I don't, I think it's like not wrong to be devil's advocate because there is some unknown right there. Yeah, there is. A, I mean, there's definitely unknown, but I think that's obviously the the way that it's trending would, right. would be him and taking I, and over I the totally, lead back. And I totally agree. But, you know, when there's changes in regime, like, right, right. you know, you Again, have to bring that it's up. It's not like his situation was like overly glamorous. They don't have a this great wide receiver core. They got Colin Kaepernick, which will always make them a run first team, in my opinion. So that's why I like to pick. I I still stand by. I think 2015 is going to be a great year for Carlos Hyde. I think he's going to be a running back one. I really do. So if right here it's at seven. But he's not going to be better than Jeremy Hill. I think he has a possibility to be better than Jeremy Hill, okay. strictly just because of Gio Bernard. That's right. it. Yeah. I mean, the their last playoff game, it went from, you know, Hyde, you know, Jeremy Hill getting about twenty one carries to Hill's fourteen. Right. To closer to fifty fifty there. Um and I or think I, No, yeah, Geo got like forty something and, and Hill got twenty. The snaps, right? Snaps. Yeah. yeah. Snaps, right. So I'm sorry, what did oh you were he saying? Was carries, carries, but yeah, oh, snap wise too, because yeah, yeah. you know, Geo okay. comes in, I mean, still we're hides now, snap him. So maybe just on production wise, you know, like DeMarco had a great year because of production. He had like a hundred more carries than the second guy. There, so uh, I think I do think Hyde again. I like the Hill pick because we know what we have there. We have a solid back, and you know Hyde's still projection, but I think Hyde has a higher ceiling than Jeremy Hill, and I think fantasy number wise, Hyde can outproduce him going forward until like Geo maybe like leaves the pitcher or if that ever even happens. But I really like Hyde next year. I think he's a really, really. Good running back. I love this tape coming to college. He's my number one running back coming out into this draft. And talent-wise, I still kind of stick there as him as my number one back. Uh, would, I, would I take Jeremy Hill ahead of him right now if I had to? Yes. Just, again, because the proof's in the pudding. But, yeah, right. I like Hill. I think I think taking Hyde over Cooks just because of knowing how slim the pickings are at running back. Again, doing that startup draft really makes you realize, like, wow, there's there's not a lot of running backs out there. Let alone three down backs, and that's what's that's what likely Hyde has a chance to be a possibility a three down back, but at least a back that gets a majority of carries. I mean, I guess my thought process is behind it because, like me being the next pick, which would be number what eight, eight, eight. eight. Yep. I, I would take Cooks ahead of Hyde, but I'll take Cooks here because Hyde's still a projection, and 
Cooks produced. I mean, give me the guy that's produced. I mean, if we're playing the hindsight game, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So I I don't know. I think I, I mean, would, and I think I he can, had a good I can, season. I can understand that, but I think, I, think a, I think a guy like, for me, a guy like Brandon Cooks, I could find a guy like that. Okay. Easier than I could find a guy like Carlos Hyde. Which is why that's kind of why, and at this part of the draft, like that, if if a Carlos Hyde was sitting there and a Brandon Cooks, I would I would jump for the Carlos Hyde, and I would just think I could I could because of a, rare commodity. Yeah, I could I could pluck a a Brandon Cooks somewhere else. There's right. one well, thing. There's a million wide receivers exactly. all over the place. There's right. gonna be a million. And that's more one thing that this draft. Oh no, I, I get I get what you're saying. This draft did this draft did take an influx of receivers. And put, like already a nice little group of receivers that you want there, but still after like you get like in the draft you see like after you get past that those like Randall Cobb's and Jordy Nelson's you know there's a drop off there in the tiers, but now you take all these rookies here that we're talking about and you throw them in there and now all of a sudden this rookie this the, the rookie like or not the rookies but the receiver class is so much more deeper so if you need, it might make sense to grab a running back earlier because all right maybe I can't get Julio Jones but I can get uh. You know, I can get Le- uh, Le'Veon Bell, and then come back and get Jordan Matthews and Kelvin Benjamin. Right. Yes. So you can definitely get a couple of guys to fill, a, you know, fill a need later. Then yeah. you can stream them and, and and get real similar production. Yeah, and having Kelvin Benjamin might not be a huge drop off from AJ Green, like fantasy point wise, not right. talent wise, but fantasy point wise, strictly because Mike said the touchdowns. So where Le'Veon Bell, and then you come back and you're getting somebody like. I don't even know. I mean, the, the running backs are so Bishop Sankey, even. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the drop-off is, like, drastic. Or, uh, Right, you're just into the committee backs or guys that's not that aren't yes. getting consistent carries week to week. Yes. And those guys are just hard to come by. So Mike takes Brandon Cooks. Um, right. We'll get back in him. A guy, again, I like. He's who I took six over all last year. So he falls again. He's, his, his value is pretty much maintained the same here. Pretty close because... He fell for me. Yeah, he fell for me. I think I had him at I had him at three, six, or or maybe I did have him at eight. I but I mean, dude, he only played ten games, you know. So yeah, and I, but I think he was having an outstanding rookie season up to that point. Oh, yeah, I, had, I, had him up, I had him up at four. Yeah, so he did, he did drop a little bit. A um, little bit. And again, I mean, getting hurt. But yeah, when someone gets hurt, they slip, man. That's the name of the game. So. And in ten games, he had fifty three receptions. Right. So that shows like he'll be and he'll get better next year. But he'll still be targeted. So right. I mean, he he could have had close to he probably would have had about what eighty receptions this right. year, seventy five receptions. Yeah, uh, probably had about like eight hundred something yards. So yeah, another he projected for a pretty good year and still somebody I like a lot. You know, somebody that I feel like you're getting here, you're getting great value with right. that pick. So I'm up at number nine. So this look, is where I think it'll get interesting. So all these guys won here. Uh, if I had to take one of them here. Hmm. Oh, come on. This one's easy. This one's easy, I think. Yeah. Devontae Adams. Yeah, yes. that was easy. Yeah, that is easy. Uh, I don't think Cobb comes back. Still holding on to that? <laughs> you I'm hope so bad because you're... I've been saying forever he's not going to come yeah, back. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, Devontae Adams showed a lot of flashes there. Right. And... You know, not only does he have the talent, you know, again, coming from Fresno State, had the most co- touchdowns in college uh, last year before coming in to the NFL. Just being in that offense and being with Aaron Rodgers, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. He's in a great offense. He has a great coach. They have a solid running game. They have Jordy Nelson offset. Richard Rodgers did better than I thought he would this year. He looked 
like before we thought like Richard Rodgers can do anything, like he looked like a low end tight end too, I guess. But yeah, I mean, he's not really fantasy relevant. Right. But maybe that'll change. But we're talking about Devontae Adams here. So why, right. why do you keep bringing up Richard Rodgers? <laughs> Just because he's got the same first name as you, Rich. Yeah. Take a little R&R over there, buddy. Good Lord, and, man. Uh, yeah, so Devontae Adams, I mean, if next if next year Cobb does leave and he slides in the starting lineup, he'll be one of those guys that you can get, like, in your redraft league. This is where, like, being a dynasty player, like, gives you, like, an advantage because nobody else is like, oh, Devontae Adams. And you're, you're taking right. him as your, you're getting him as your, like, wide receiver three who can put up wide receiver one numbers. Right. I agree. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's... his ceiling, like he's on the bubble of getting ready. Again, it's this is on potential now. You know, what we've seen this year, what I like to say, what I've seen this year that's ready to the to blow up. Especially like, yeah, if you are especially with redraft, like or or say you're a dynasty player that does redraft also. Like, I mean, cuz the guys that do redraft leagues, if you look at Devontae Adams' stats, they're not blowing you out of the water. But yeah. you know that He's on. He's he's got the talent. He's coming up. He's, he's got on the, the situation, come up. right? Yeah, yeah. And and we had him ranked. It's funny too because on our rookie on our rookie board, looking back here, we had him ranked number nine. So he he went right where about where he should. He held all. Yeah, he held right, all he year held. long, which is a so, good but nice I think, upside yeah, player. Like his his, uh, his numbers won't jump out at people in redraft, and when you, next year if you are in redraft leagues and you take him, that could be like a boom pick. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Devontae Adams goes nine to me. Great upside. Love to have. I'd love to have some Devontae Adams shares this year. Number ten. Number ten. This is where it'll get tricky, right? Yeah. Yep. Even it starts. It starts to. Th- it starts to thin it's, out here. We're thinning out the herd a little so bit. Let's say, and we can say this too, like just like Rich's hair. <laughs> <laughs> and we have. So Devon, would you here? Let's, let's, let's say this: Would you say Devontae Adams is in that tier one stage, like like Brandon Cooks, who went before Adams? Uh, no, no, I, I no. I think there's three guys up. that are in the tier one, right. and they're the first three picks we made. Right. Really, you wouldn't put Jeremy Hill in a tier one? No. Wow. Of rookies, uh, I think I would. You? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's like I can see. I could see. Yeah, he would be. I think be he's in one. there. I think he's in there with the next three guys after right. that that we picked: Jeremy Hill, maybe he's in his Calvin little, Benjamin. Maybe he's and, a league of his own. Yeah, yeah could be. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Right. Uh, so, okay, would Devontae Adams be in it in with like the Brandon Cooks up there, or do you think he's the beginning of the next tier? I would say. Yeah, because I guess the, you have to put him up there with like the Moncriefs, right? Yeah, right. I okay. would say the next tier up until like I see what happens with. Uh, Randall Cobb. Okay. All right. Well, Matt's on the clock, so let's see how he he makes yeah. this tier fill out. What pick is this? Number ten. Number ten. Number ten. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna go tight end here. I'm gonna go Eric Ebron. I like it. Yeah, I think he's really started showing at the end of the year that he he can be one of those guys with those tight end those receiving tight ends. And again, yeah. non instant satisfaction. You never get that from a tight end unless your name's Rob Gronkowski. Right. Right. So I mean, that's yeah. You're not gonna get like an instant thousand yard year out of any any tight ends so. and that's a big drop off because we we talked this guy up like there was no tomorrow too we had him number four on our board at one time and said hey if you have like ebron's gotta be your pick at four like in march well i don't, I don't <laughs> think that i don't think yeah we might have had or him a li- we might have had him a little high there but i mean i don't think he did anything to lower himself i think other guys jumped up he dropped some balls did. yeah early in the season but he he really started coming on at the end of the he year. did start coming i i, I was really intrigued and happy to see him 
progress. He even admitted like he was swimming with the playbook at the beginning of the year. So I think he was having a hard time just getting everything down the whole, the whole, the whole ball of wax without the pro game. So I think towards the end of the year, it kind of came together for him. He well, was, at least he didn't drown in there like Johnny Manziel. Yeah, well. He was able to swim to shore. We won't talk about him because that hurts too much. <laughs> it hurts. So my thoughts on Ebron is, again, I think it's really important to have an elite tight end on your team to make that, to, to help you, you know. win a championship. And, you do. <laughs> and I still, you know, 6'4", 250, still big Ebron fan, still in a great situation, still in a good offense. Golden Tate, you know, another guy that took a big step forward this year with Calvin Johnson, uh, Joyke Bell, really like Eric Ebron to take another step next year. And again, I think 2016, Ebron's going to be up there in like the top five tight end category. So I, I agree. It'll probably take that long. Yep. Yeah. So you're waiting on it, but getting him at 10 here with the potential to have that is great value. Right. If you're picking 10th in the first round, you have a pretty decent team. You could probably wait on the tight end for a couple of years. Is my thinking. I like that. So there you go. We're being realistic about this draft. You get the 10th pick. You just missed the championship game. Yep. Ooh, sucks to be you. What do you think about you, Brad, Mike? Um, uh, There's a couple guys I would have taken ahead of him. Mm. I know. I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about, too. You're up next. He's up now. I'm up now. The loser of the championship game. Um... I mean, like, this one's really tough because I could go a bunch of different ways. I guess it would have to depend on maybe my the team makeup or whatever the case may be. But I think at this point, I think I would take Allen Robinson. Ooh, I was hoping he'd slip to me. I really would. I, that's a great pick. That's a great pick, yeah. And I would take Allen Robinson over Ebron. I think, honestly, I would probably take, like, two other guys ahead of Ebron, too. And, again, you're splitting hairs. Different positions. Right, but I think, yeah, I think they're in the same category. I don't hate Ebron. I just maybe I was expecting more. I thought he would be a guy that would buck the. I think I thought he. You would. sound jaded. I was. I like Ebron a lot yeah. uh, coming out, and I, I just think, I expected more. I don't know. I think he's got a ton of. I think he's got more upside than Allen Robinson. Don't you? I think they're. Uh, I don't know. The only thing to hold me back from. Uh, the Jaguars got a lot of young wide receivers, so I guess it's kind of cloudy. That is partly like a cloudy situation, but I think Allen Robinson's going to rise to the top. I think, I think Eric Ebron's partly sunny. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ebron sunny. too. I, I think I would take, I, I think I'm with Matt on this. I think I would take Ebron ahead of Robinson. Okay. Uh, but again, if you take Robinson, I wouldn't, again, it's not like, you're, I mean, Oh to no, me, they're like in the same, in the same, like, you know, we were talking about tears, um, but he'd be at the bottom of my like next four, uh, my next four. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, but he's in the same group, and I don't like think that Matt's crazy for taking. Obviously, I'm the one that I'm two versus one. I'm the one that's yeah. Take that. Yeah, that's why you're on the other so, side of the table. Matt's on my left, my left hand right. man. That's right. But I think uh, I think I would take Allen Robinson. And yeah. I mean, Allen Robinson, we're just basically going off of projections here too. I mean, you guys, that was hurt. Uh, right, he was big, hurt. strong receiver who I loved coming out of Penn State. Really did. Really liked his tape. I remember uh, there's one point right when he declared. I remember being at a party with you. This is over a year ago. Party. And I was like, man, who I love coming out? Alan Robinson. You get a couple of drinks in Rich, and he'll tell you everyone he likes. Right. I've been, but, dude. Everybody. From week two on, you know, because he was hurt, whatever, it's 75 yards, 79 yards, couple like under 50, then 68, 60, 82, and then 35 and 60. I mean, I don't know. Put up numbers. Not bad. What was his total yards? Better than Ebron. I mean, you know. 
Well, yeah, he's a tight end. <laughs> it takes three years. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. That, I, I think I think he'll be the best receiver of the bunch okay. there. Okay. All right. And with the twelfth and the final pick of the fourteen Back to the Future draft, I take Dante Moncrief. Oh, Rich. Uh, somebody that that, was, that that was my other guy. I would have taken. You're not thinking from. fourth dimensionally enough, right there. Yeah. See, I just liked. I I really like Moncrief. I liked him coming out. I love his situation. Reggie Wayne might not be back. Hakeem Nix certainly not going to be back. So Moncrief, you would you would just slide right into the starting role. Opposite T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's not a number one receiver. All right? Why not? He's a number one fantasy receiver. But I don't think he's a true number one receiver. All right. Wait, listen to the argument about it? Yes. My opinion, I don't think he's a true number one receiver. All I right. think he's really good, but again, yeah, I... He is really good. I, I just think... I think Moncrief has a higher ceiling than T.Y. Hilton. I guess is the best way to put it. In that offense. I think Andrew Lux is on his way to be the best quarterback in the NFL. That, that I I that's... totally agree with. I think you are totally underestimating T.Y. Hilton. I think you always have. I always have. 1,345 receptions oh, or receiving Holy yards. crap, that's a lot of receptions. He does. He's a catching machine. Now, 82 receptions, uh, 1,345 yards, and seven touchdowns. Dude, that's a number one receiver. So, since we're doing a Back to the Future podcast here, let me just so, get back in my DeLorean here and go back about two minutes. So, I'm taking Dante Moncrief uh-huh. with the 12th pick. And, you know, he's lined up across the number one receiver in T.Y. Hill. And the guy had 1,300 yards. Right. So, he's obviously a, num- he's a number one receiver. And I know how some of you guys might argue with me that maybe he's not, but he is. Right. All right. His stats clearly state that he is. Right. And Andrew I totally Luck- agree with you. <laughs> Andrew Luck is well on his way to being the number one quarterback in the NFL. You're making great points. So, you put all this together, and it all looks really good for Dante Moncrief. I mean, kind of goes like the Aaron Rodgers kind of category, you know? Like, who was Randall Cobb until Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson came along? This is Mon- this is Moncrief. I- He's a big, strong-handed receiver and a great offense that happens to play in a dome. Um, yeah, he had 444 receiving yards this year. Uh, but, but it took him know, a while to get on the field. Yeah, he had 200-plus yard games when he did play, and he still came away with three touchdowns. Uh, you know, his best game was versus Washington, where he had 134 yards on three catches. And... You know, he did all that. He just didn't have a lot of receptions this year. He only came away with 32 receptions. So, again, he was on the field. A lot. I, I like his ceiling a little bit more than Ebron, too. I think he'll be more of a stat machine as time goes on than Ebron. See, I think he is. I feel I, like. I think because of situation-wise, he might even be better picked than Allen Robinson. I think he's okay. better than Allen Robinson, Really? Too. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Just because of the situation. Of who's, who's throwing in the ball. Right. And um, I can see that. I mean, though, those two were... My back to my next back yeah, to back yeah. pick. Well, so. happen this DeLorean and go back to eleven. I think no, I, I think like we've already so. I think we've already caused a time paradox with Rich's last little right. traveling yeah, back in time. So, so I, I don't think we should do uh, that anymore. That was number twelve, I think. That uh, was number twelve. All right, so we should just look forward to uh, round two. Yeah, so round two will be next week. We're gonna get back in here again, analyzing who we take, why we take them, and what rookies we like. Um, it's good to be back again. We have a whole year here to get. We got about nine months to get in some serious dynasty overhaul uh we encourage you to get on our forum with some questions get on dynastynerds.com every day we'll have some great articles here right now we have a lot going on about overvalued undervalued sell high buy low uh the startup redraft uh so yeah just get on our site because it's the best dynasty site out there people Uh, and you know all you guys that last year uh rated us on itunes at the end of the year you guys made us the number one rated podcast on itunes and that was great we appreciate it the word got out that we took over number one and other people started to ask for support of their podcast 
and now they've overtaken us. Total jackers. About, about really? five. About by five. Yeah, they're been you know on Twitter. I went yeah. to, the reason I know this because say I went on Twitter. I said, hey, you know, vote, you know, good guys too. You know, right. they do a good show. Right. Uh, but uh, I saw them on Twitter say, hey, you know, please rank us on iTunes on Twitter. And I was like, oh, let's see where they're at. You know, because we yeah. were we were number one. And wow, oh, man, that that worked. That Twitter asking on work. I've never asked on Twitter for people to, right. to rank us. I, I only ask to only... the listeners that hey, listen to us. Hey, so you only back here. I'm just <laughs> please. <laughs> Please, for 2015, my New Year's resolution was to be the number one ranked podcast on iTunes. And only you can make that happen. So if you get time, rank us on iTunes. Leave us a review. We're fans. We gave uh, congratulations to the podcast winners out there. Uh, it was Nathan Dees and Jeremy Funk. <laughs> Jeremy Nuts. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, Nathan, Nathan Dees, Jeremy Nuts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So congratulations to those guys at Throw Some D's on Twitter. They won the, the end of the year and new year t-shirt contest. And uh, so congratulations. Those shirts actually went out yesterday. So you guys should be getting those real soon. Your guys' wardrobe is about to be pimped out. So besides that, we have a lot of uh, good things coming forward. Welcome back. We can't wait to get into round two here. We'll talk to you guys next week. If you guys have any questions, until then, hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And we'll talk to you then. Have a good one, guys. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.